Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Nest Act 3 Isabel I can't believe you do that to your beautiful hair Variations of this phrase were all Isabel's mother had managed to utter since the grand reveal of her daughter's new look when Isabel stepped into the kitchen for dinner. 
In an attempt to delay the brewing argument, Isabel didn't respond. Silently skewering another fork full of meatloaf from her plate, she turned to watch the rain outside. The backyard was more swamp than garden, the swing and rear fence at the edge of their property completely obscured by the gloom and relentless sheets of water running down the glass. The weather had been getting steadily worse all week, so much so that school had been cancelled today. Aside from the bus drivers refusing to make the rounds in the growing storm, the old building's roof had so many leaks that many of the classrooms were utterly unusable. It's still really coming down out there. Isabel sighed as she continued to stare out of the window, half expecting no reply as she began to wonder how she'd make it out tonight without ruining her hair. Sadly for Isabel, her mother had no intention of letting her daughter's choices go unchallenged. She bulldozed straight ahead through the vague attempt at small talk. Slamming her palms on the table with a force that made each plate and piece of cutlery jolt and rattle, she began the lecture she'd clearly been working herself up to for several minutes now. Don't change the subject, young lady. Really, what do you expect me, or anyone for that matter, to think? Forcing your hair to stand up straight like that is one thing, but dyeing it neon pink! The whole town will be... will be what, mum? Beside themselves with panic that there's someone who doesn't have one of the three approved haircuts in the shitheap town? Whispers of a girl in Creekwood Pines who's had an original thought? <gasps> Do you suppose they'll have a task force drive all the way down here from Fleetwood to arrest me for disturbing the peace? Or will they just get together community style and burn me as a witch? Cut the photomatics, Isabella. Her mother didn't waste any time getting back on the offensive, and using her full name was a favourite tactic to show how serious she was. Isabel folded her arms and leaned back in her chair as she braced herself. Like it or not, we live in a small town. People know each other, and people talk. You've no idea what it's like. I had to quit the book club thanks to all the awkward looks and hushed gossip after that business between you and the Townsend girl the other month. Maybe you thrive on this type of negative attention and the horrified looks as you walk down the street, but I don't. Mum, surely not everyone in town is... Enough of them are, her mother interrupted. Social things, I can let go. You've had a tough year, and I get it, but I have to see people in the shop every day. So what you're saying is that you care more about what your customers think of you as a mother than you care about me being who I am. Isabel huffed, tightening her crossed arms. She purposefully stared out of the window, denying her mother any form of eye contact to make her point. Expression softening a little, Isabel's mother slid her hand across the table towards her daughter. Isabel noted the olive branch being offered and stubbornly ignored it as her mother continued. Issy, when those people see that hair and those clothes, they judge you. Not for who you are, but how it makes you look. They don't see an independent, creative young woman. They see a degenerate thug that picks fights with other girls at school you should steer well clear of. Suits me just fine, Isabel snarled. There's hardly anyone in this whole town worth talking to anyway. You don't mean that, sweetheart. Isabel's mother had an almost pleading tone in her voice. I know you make out like you're this big bad loner who doesn't need anybody, 
but I know you want friends and to just hang out like a normal teenager. I wasn't so different when I was growing up, you know. Looking at her mother with a smirk and a sideways glance, Isabel let her sullen demeanor slip a little. Come on now, Mum. I know this is a pretty wild look, but it's hardly running halfway across the country in Grandpa's camper and returning it. Stinking to high heaven of pot smoke. So bad I had to sell the damn thing. Isabel even surprised herself at how passable an impression of her grandfather she'd been able to muster. I've dyed my hair, Mum. Not taken up freebasing or joined this generation's Manson family. Her mother flushed slightly and tried to stifle a smirk of her own. Isabel relaxed her arms, resting one on the table which allowed her mother's outstretched hand to meet hers. You think maybe we can look at the style together before school reopens? Maybe we can find a way for you to express yourself that won't get me summoned for a meeting with that dork principal whale. <laughs> Promise not to use the word dork again and I'll think about it. Isabel's mother squeezed her arm with a smile before she gathered up the dinner plates and cleared the table, leaving Isabel to finish the last few mouthfuls of her own meal. I guess turning down the colour a little couldn't hurt, Isabel mused as she continued to eat. Rahim is a little bit straight-laced. He'll probably die when he... Who's Rahim? He's a guy from school. We hang out, like, together sometimes. Wait, you're dating now? The terse, stern tone immediately returned to her mother's voice at this latest revelation. Isabel immediately regretted letting her guard down. Is it this boy who has you acting out like this? No, Mum. It's not like that. Isabel stood as she protested. Hanging out with Rahim had actually calmed things down for Isabel. She hadn't looked forward to going to school for months before he'd asked if he could join her at lunch. He hadn't even been put off by her first, less-than-friendly refusal. Given half a chance, her mother would probably actually approve of Rahim, but there was no way she'd listen now. But you're keeping secrets. I thought you'd at least talk to me before you started dating. Dad always said it was better to ask forgiveness than permission. The last thing we need is any advice your father chooses to live by. Maybe if you weren't so obsessed with controlling everyone, he'd have stuck around. Even in the heat of their argument, Isabel regretted saying that the moment the words left her lips. An entire spectrum of emotions played across her mother's face. An initial flash of anger quickly gave way to one of sadness, tears welling up in her eyes and her lower lip beginning to quiver slightly. Mum, I just go to your room. Her mother spoke in the flat tone of someone teetering on a precipice between enraged screams or floods of tears. I didn't... Now! Her mother snapped before turning her back on Isabel and returning to the dishes. Fine, Isabel muttered, stomping out of the kitchen and upstairs to her room, strategically slamming the door behind her. Throwing herself face down on the bed, she screamed all of her frustrations with her mother, the rain outside, and her own stupid short fuse out into her pillow. Catching her breath and rolling onto her side, Isabel clicked the play button on her stereo.
her mum would likely hate this music. Isabel reached over and cranked the volume upwards several notches. After a few moments staring aimlessly at her bedroom ceiling, Isabel sat up determinedly. Shitty rain or no, she was going out to see Rahim. Not getting to see him all week while he'd been off sick had been lame. Not that she'd tell him that, of course. Play it cool, Izzy, she reminded herself. Still, she couldn't help but grin, imagining his face when he got a look at her new hair. Getting ready would be easy. Pretty much everything Isabel would need was in her room. Pulling on her boots over her skinny black jeans and lacing them tightly, she stood. No risk of blowing over in the wind wearing these bad boys, she thought as she opened her closet to retrieve her jacket. Leather wasn't the best choice for the weather, but no way was she turning up to throw stones at her boyfriend's window in a bright yellow waterproof. Catching her reflection in the mirror as she pulled on her jacket, Isabel admired herself. No wonder her mum was worried what the town busybodies would say. She looked like a total badass. Hey, Rahim, she rehearsed while raising her eyebrows flirtatiously at her own reflection. Come on out. The water's fine. No good. She didn't really want to stay outside. Can I invite me in? No, too vampire. Yo, sick note. Got sick of waiting for you to turn up at my window. Perfect. Next would come the tricky part. Actually getting out of the house tonight would be tough, even if mum wasn't pissed off. Isabel flung open her bedroom window and peered into the street below. The rain was still coming down hard, feeding now free-flowing streams as the drains struggled to deal with the sheer volume of water. Looking out across the road, she unexpectedly noticed two figures outside, braving the storm. They carried something between them, though at this distance, Isabel couldn't quite make out what it was. She did recognise the people, though. She'd know that perfect little daddy's girl, Valerie Townsend, at a hundred paces, and unless there's another kid in town that wears that same jacket every day without fail, the person with her must be Jamie from math class. Now that was an odd couple if she'd ever seen one. Given the age gap between the unusual pair, she could only guess that maybe Valerie was tutoring Jamie on being a prissy little loser so he could spend less time in detention. It would be just like Valerie to get involved with some try-hard big sister program for gold stars and attention. Isabel turned her focus to the ground below. It wasn't until considering an attempt to jump out that she noticed how tall houses actually were. Her first thought was making a rope out of her bedsheets like on TV to climb down. A few minutes of failing to transform a rectangular sheet into a long rope soon put an end to this idea. If I climb out backwards and lower myself carefully, it probably isn't that much of a drop, she rationalised. Plus, the ground is probably softened up from all the rain, and worst case, if I break something, it'll be Mum's fault and she'll feel terrible about that fight she started. In preparation for her great escape, and as a test, Isabel crammed a few essentials into a backpack. A small umbrella, four cans of beer she'd stashed in a cupboard, Walkman and mixtape, eyeliner and some issues of Creepshow she'd promised Rahimi could borrow. 
Leaning out of the window, Isabel aimed for the driveway and let the bag drop. The umbrella shattered a plant pot which sat directly under Isabel's window, spilling waterlogged soil across the ground. Okay, I'll drop down a little to the left, Isabel thought as she hoisted herself on the window ledge, the rain blowing into her face as the wind drove it under the eaves of their house. Isabel came to a sudden realization as she felt the force of the raindrops hitting her skin. This was crazy. If her hair was going to stand up to this weather, she'd need more hairspray. Scrambling back into her bedroom, Isabel reached for a can of maximum strength hairspray. Finding the first can in its death throes, she discarded it, grabbed a fresh one, and began applying liberally to fortify her new look against the rain. Her stormproof styling was cut short abruptly as, with a sudden cracking sound, she found herself plunged simultaneously into darkness and silence. The power had gone out. Another glance into the street revealed no other lit houses, or even streetlights. The whole street, if not the town, had just gone dark. Fumbling for her bedside cabinet in the pitch black, Isabel's hand first found her dad's old Zippo lighter, which she'd kept after he'd left. She'd hidden it from her mum, who'd thrown out most of his other things shortly after it became clear he wasn't coming back. Flicking the cover open, Isabel thumbed the striking wheel, but remembering the cloud of flammable chemicals she was currently enveloped in a haze of, she thought better of it, pocketed the lighter, and reached back into the drawer to retrieve a torch. It wasn't particularly powerful, but the small disk of light it projected was better than nothing. Certainly enough to go downstairs and grab some candles before her mother came checking on her. Lucky she hadn't jumped already. From nowhere... An almighty crash shook the house, startling Isabel and causing her to drop her torch onto a bedroom floor. It landed with a thud before bouncing and rolling under the bed. Shit! Isabel instinctively dropped to her hands and knees to retrieve her only source of light. As she stretched to reach under the bed, a scream pierced through the sound of the falling rain from outside. Mum? Grabbing the torch, Isabel sprang back to her feet and bolted out of her room heavy boots thumping out a dull rhythm on the floorboards as she ran back down to the kitchen. Torch gripped in one hand, and hairspray still clenched in the other. Mum! Isabel shouted louder this time as she reached the kitchen door. The feeling of the cold and wet hit her before she'd even fully opened it. Izzy, stay back! The kitchen was a ruin. It was like the storm had invited itself inside shattering the patio doors and littering every surface with broken glass, crockery, and leaves blown in from outdoors. Everything was already soaked by the invading weather. Isabel's torchlight found her mother first, eyes wide with fear, backed against the kitchen cabinets with a knife clutched in one hand. Blood cascaded down the side of her face from a gash at her hairline. Not speaking, she motioned for Isabel to back away as she pointed her knife threateningly at the figure standing at the opposite side of the overturned kitchen table. The man, who had his back turned to Isabel, was tall despite a hunched posture. 
dressed in a long black coat, slick with rain and glinting in the light. In shock, Isabel's grip on the hairspray can loosened, leading it to slip from her grasp and clatter to the floor. The figure spun in response and fixed its gaze on Isabel. Whatever it was, it was clearly no man. The creature's large black eyes showed no reaction to the light, with no pupils to dilate. Isabel stood petrified in the doorway as, whatever this was, cocked its head and observed her. The creature gave a series of quiet chirps, dispersed with an occasional clicking as it tapped its feet on the tiled kitchen floor. It had a black, beak-like mouth. Moving slowly towards Isabel, a clawed hand silently and ominously emerged from the dark, wet cloak which covered the creature's body and reached for her. Get away from her! Isabel's mother screamed, launching herself onto the creature's back, bringing the knife down into its front just below the right shoulder. Crying in pain, the creature threw back its head as it loosed an awful scream. Isabel clapped her hands to her ears to shield them from the awful sound as her mother pulled the knife free. Before she could strike again, the creature unfurled what Isabel had taken as some kind of cloak, revealing it to be an enormous set of black, feathered wings. It threw Isabel's mother into the remains of the table, snapping an upturned leg with the force of the impact. Its body now uncovered, Isabel could make out more of the almost human, surprisingly feminine shape that had been hidden by the wings. Unlike the slick, dark feathers of the wings, its inner feathers were softer and lighter, more like fur or down. It was an uncanny sight, not entirely animal or human. Turning, the creature began to stalk towards her mother. Isabel reacted, grabbing the first thing she could lay her hands on, a large frying pan. She desperately struck the monster as she screamed. The creature seemed to shrug off the first few hits, but after a second blow to the back of the head, it turned and swiped at Isabel with a clawed hand, knocking the pan from her grasp. With a short screech, the creature flapped its wings at Isabel, the force knocking her backwards and onto the floor, before turning its attention back to her mum as she struggled to stand. Lying on the floor, winded and gasping, Isabel's hand felt something familiar as the dropped can of hairspray rolled into reach. With a sudden thought, Isabel gripped the can and leapt up, her free hand rummaging in her pocket for the lighter. Wasting no time, she shook the hairspray in one hand, striking the lighter with the other. Hey, big bird! Before the creature could turn fully, Isabel pressed her finger down on the nozzle of the hairspray can, unleashing a jet of flame directly into its face. Screaming, the creature thrashed around, the downy feathers adorning its body beginning to catch and sustain the fire. The creature made an attempt to fly, but a flap of its wings sent it crashing into the ceiling, showering Isabel in plaster dust. Issy! Run! Her mother panted as she steadied herself before launching into a full-body tackle at the creature, knife slashing. Before Isabel could react and step back, however... The flailing creature's wing swung down, right into her, sending her sprawling backwards into the kitchen cabinets, 
She hit her head, hard. Isabel's ears rang and she struggled to focus as she cradled her head. Disoriented and confused, she could faintly make out the muffled sound of her mother scuffling with the creature, maybe calling her. Somewhere, the drop torch was being knocked round on the floor, sending shadows spinning around the room before it settled, pointing directly into Isabel's eyes. Dragging herself back to a sitting position, Isabel looked across the room to see the creature limping out of the destroyed back door into the garden, dragging her now still mother. Gathering all of her remaining energy, Isabel picked up the torch and half ran, half staggered outside after the creature. With one final screech, it opened its wings once again. Now not limited by being indoors, it took to the air with Isabel's unconscious mother lying limp in its arms. Its flight was slow and unsteady. The creature hadn't come out of the fight unscathed, but now it was getting away with her mum. Isabel took a deep breath and gave chase. Thank you for listening to Act 3 of The Nest. This episode was written by Andy Conduit-Turner. You can check out his episodes of The Other Stories. He's done plenty for us. Or you can go to hordecomics.com to check out his horror comics work. Or you can follow him on Twitter at at superandyt83. This episode was narrated by Jasmine Arch. Jasmine Arch has narrated several previous episodes of The Other Stories podcast. You can find more at her website, jasminearch.com. Or you can follow her on Twitter at at J underscore Arch. And that's spelled J-A-Y-E underscore A-R-C-H. This episode was edited, once again, by the incredible in-house audio wizard, Carl Hughes. He's a member of the Hawk and Cleaver team. And you can hear his work every week on the Other Stories podcast. And also, he has an incredible collection of retro games, just in case you needed to know that. The Nest theme music was produced by Timo Henderson. Visit timohenderson.com to check him out. Some of the music you heard was produced by Ad Neon Lux. Check him out over at soundcloud.com forward slash Ad Neon Lux. Other music, sounds and special effects were provided by zapsplat.com and freesound.org. And one more factoid for you. Did you know that Hawk and Cleaver started the Other Stories podcast and ran it for several months before ever meeting each other face to face? Dan turned out to be much taller than we expected. And also we found out that he can do backflips. So that's pretty interesting. Anyway, stay tuned to the other stories and prepare yourselves for Act 4 of The Nest. Until next time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.